Hi, welcome back to Mousebirds, your family vacation planning experts. I'm Ron, and I'm here with my two co-hosts, Laurel and Rachel. Hey, guys. Yo-ho, yo-ho, a pirate's life for me. Today, we're going to take a look at planning and what it takes to plan for a large group or a multi-generational trip, because we're kind of in the middle of that now. We are planning a long trip uh, with our two families and uh, the twins here's uh, mother and sister as well, and Rachel's mother-in-law. So we've got a big group going, mm-hmm. and we, uh, you know, it's a bit different than planning just a trip for like one, a, one or two couples. Yeah, <laughs> or even just pl- obviously planning a, fam- a family of four, right? I mean, when you have three separate generations in a single trip, um, there's a lot of opinions. There's a lot of um, needs to be met. So there's a lot of things to think about. Lot, uh, additional planning besides just where you're going to stay and where you're going to eat. So we're going to start. Our, I'd say the number one tip we can give is plan as early as possible. And this goes for any trip to Disney World or Cruise Line or anything like that. The the earlier you get, you're going to guarantee you get something. If you're booking the hotels, you could always rebook if another discount comes out and applies to the kind of room you have. Uh, this, that's one of the great reasons to use a travel agent like our sponsor uh, or, you know, we will do that for you. If if you book through us, we will look when those discounts come out. But with the dining, it's even more important to get it right at those 60 days because you just can't get those large tables. That's not like calling up your local restaurant and say, hey, I need a party at 10, where the maitre d' knows or the, ser- or the hostess knows they can move tables around to do that. Disney's system is a bit rigid and just sees like a table, two tables of four are not a table of eight in their minds. They can do it when you get there, but it's going to make it harder to book. And if you're booking more than, say, 10 people for a dining reservation, I would always call rather than use the website. Uh, They're going to be able to work with you a lot better and take care of things like that. But the second your windows become available and you know you're going to go to one with these kind of large groups, you need to get it taken care of. Otherwise, you're just not going to be able to find a place to accommodate those kind of parties. There's very limited space in suites and DVC villas. They're just not there for the large groups. Uh, I would say the second tip is uh, consider splitting up your party sometimes. You don't have to be together every waking minute and hour of your vacation. Definitely think about the fact that maybe, you know, some members of the party are going to have certain interests and that's what they want to get accomplished in their trip, right? Or other members of the party may not have the, uh, you know, ability or, you know, maturity, <laughs> to, you know, to to uh, to do those things. So So consider splitting up your party. If that means going, you know, some of the family going to one park in the morning and then everyone meets at a different park in the evening or... You know, maybe, um, you know, some of the uh, older adults end up going to an after hours party, but the kids go back to the hotel with other parents, you know, or or maybe it means that while you're in the park in the same day, 
split up the party to two separate dining reservations, like with like what we're ended we are gonna probably do. Um, so you know, if you have different needs and interests, you know, there's so many different options for dining, so many different options uh th- for different parks and different things to do, you know, don't feel locked in for being together all the time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, one of the simplest ways is to meet up for meals or meet up to see the fireworks. Uh, traditionally, like when we've gone as a large family, we've stuck together most of the time. But I think as we're growing older now with the kids, uh, doing we are doing different things. Like we are doing de- days where some of us are going to a Disney park while Rachel and her family are going to a Universal park. It's just uh, splitting up because we have different wants and we're not going to force ourselves to do something when – we are still spending the majority of these two weeks together. Right. It doesn't have to be every minute of every day because no matter how close your family is, everybody needs their alone time in a certain way. Rather, it's just your own alone time or your, you know, your normal, your, your family, like immediate family. Right, right. I mean, kids can so easily get overstimulated. And, and you know, when you bring large family together in Disney World, I mean, you're like <laughs> definitely going to have some intense overstimulation for all parties involved. I mean, uh, our daughter and Rachel's son are as close as can be, but they definitely need time apart to decompress. Yeah. 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 And not drive us insane. They feed off of each other's energy, (laughs) you know, um, just like Rachel and I feed off of each other's energy. I think in some ways, um, even the husbands have to go off and kind of do their own thing a little bit. And sometimes Rachel and I will go off and do something and then sometimes we'll take the kids and um, like even one, one day uh, the ladies are going to go to the spa and the the dads and the kids are going to go to a theme park. So, you know, it's definitely consider splitting up the party. It's okay. <laughs> I think we're definitely doing a bit more splitting up this time. I mean, even on the last big family trip, I feel like there was some splitting up here and there for sure. Um, but I feel like we're probably doing a little bit more this trip, maybe even than last time. And I don't know if it, it you know, it, it didn't necessarily have to be in that way. It just kind of, I think, ended up being that way because of the interests. I mean, one of, the, one of my suggestions whenever you're trying to plan a big trip with lots of people is you should definitely, whoever's going to be the lead planner needs to find out what is everybody's must do's or what are their, what do they want to like, what are their number one things that they want to do on the trip? And that's how you kind of then start to plan the trip so that you can figure out what everybody wants to do. What are the parts of your trip that, you know, everybody wants to do at at the same time or that everybody equally wants to do. And what are things that other people maybe want to do less? And that's what kind of helps you decide on what days you're going to spend together, what days you might do separate things so that you can kind of, uh, you know, get as many people's interests all into one trip. I mean, fortunately for us, our trip is kind of long. So it's, there's also less pressure (laughs) just to, to be with each other constantly throughout the trip because we're going to be together for two weeks. So that also, you want to talk a little bit about like, you know, what it is to be the main organizer. I mean, you and Ron sort of share it, if you will, but do you guys want to talk a little bit about what that is and kind of what you focus on? I would say like, 
it's not like being uh, the leader of the group. It's just kind of focusing. The yes. group. Yeah, you have to get every what everybody wants. Like everybody, a few like of our of our family, particularly a lot of people are just do whatever. But everybody want has some opinion on one thing they have to do, and you yes. have to you have to work everybody's opinions into like you know compromises. Okay, you got one meal that you want to do at Ohana. So the next one, we're going to go to Steakhouse 71 or something like that. Because other people... Do you want to talk about the family meeting? (laughs) I mean... (laughs) The family meeting that you hosted? We had about a three-hour planning meeting. We have a particularly long trip this time. Where some people are there for three weeks. Other people are there for two weeks. And the two groups that are there for three weeks don't overlap the entire three weeks. People are doing different things. So it got incredibly complex. Uh, so we ended up spending hours like how many. Po- so this is how you had to we had to do it is how many park days do each people does everybody want? Who wants to go to a park? Who wants to go to a spa? Who wants to do Universal? Who wants to just do Disney? So mm-hmm. it really yeah, this we, is a different way than we've done it before. We kind of have always stuck together as much as possible. Maybe one group that got there a day or two early or would do a couple days here like on their own. And then the other group would stay a little later and do a couple days. This is the first time I think we're kind of having like midweek, uh, like a midweek separation of different yeah. things. And that's come from experience of you kind of just need that sometimes so I think the longer the trip, the more you need to be able to do that just because not that everybody's going to be at each other's throats or anything, but just to get everybody's want to do what they want. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if there's anything that I think we've also learned with our family dynamics is that um, if, if there are people, because not everybody in our family wants to speak up about what they want to do, they'll complain about it later or they'll hold it in. Right. And so for those people who hold it in, it can become very problematic to be around those people constantly uh, because they're now holding a grudge about, about what we didn't do that they really wanted to do. Um, but then, you know, somehow how were, we wouldn't have known that they wanted to do that because they didn't speak up. Uh, so, or then you have the other people who are like, well, we do this every time. Can't we just do something different? And then of course you're like, well, but we haven't done this before. This is different. And then be- like, there's not as much crossover about things that we all did and haven't done because we've all had separate individual trips too. Yes. So it's, it's, yeah, there's, it, that has add, added some complexity. Um, although I do think that ha- hosting the family meeting helped bring everybody together to communicate what their interests were. So like, for instance, we're going to be there on Thanksgiving. This was a huge, <laughs> this was a huge sticking the, point the, the in biggest, the, the biggest debate was, I think we've ever had. Yeah, as a family. The, the, the most contentious part of the meeting was deciding whether we were actually going to go to a theme park on Thanksgiving day, or if we were just going to stay at the hotel and not go to a theme park. We had about seven iterations. Everybody agreed to, and then somebody. And then minds had gotten would, changed. She would say, like, maybe this is better. At one point, we were going to, you know, cook at the 
uh, we have uh, a timeshare we're staying at with a full kitchen. So at one point we were going to cook. Then we decided, yeah, that's a little too much. We'll go get the takeout, takeout Thanksgiving <laughs> like from the local Publix or Honey Baked Ham or something like that. And then we're like, no, let's we're there. We should go and do something. Let's go to a, a resort and go to get a fancy dinner, uh, right? And, and well, let's do hoopty do. Let's, let's do hoopty do. But wait, you know, let's go to a water park and then just get the takeout. You know what? We're there. We're going to go to a park. Now, what park? Well, Magic Kingdom is the park to be at, and we can do Liberty Tree. No, that's going to be too crowded. Yeah, it's going to be busy so, and difficult to get a reservation. What's another special seasonal thing we can do? And then we came up. We, it, it, it finally came together. Hollywood Studios, uh, the seasonal dining package with, uh, you know, Hollywood and Vine with Minnie in her Christmas outfit. So perfect. <laughs> This works out for everybody. The kids will love it because it's characters. We're all going to have a nice break. We'll get to I'm see excited. Fantasmic, which is the one thing in our entire family that we all agree on is our favorite. We all, It's our favorite. Our whole family love it. So we will get to do the fun things that we absolutely want to do. And you know what? Like Hollywood Studios, if we don't get it all done, we're all okay with that too because it's going to be a crowded day. Yeah. <laughs> I will be happy as long as I can just sit there, do the Frozen sing-along. I'll even do it two or three times if I must. And uh, and see, you know, I'll get to see Minnie and the gang at, at uh, my fantastically amazing late afternoon, early dinner Fantasmic package dining. <laughs> and uh, then I'll see Fantasmic. That, that really is all I need for that day. I really don't need to do the rest. I, I wouldn't mind going to the Cars show just because I really find that quite joyful and I really love Pixar. So for me, that's kind of like my, uh, one of the my kids, favorite things. Uh, the kids are really obsessed with the, the Disney Junior show. So you know we're well, going to well, You know what's funny? I, I don't know exactly how this subject started, but I I asked I asked my son if uh, there was anything um, special that he wanted whenever we go to, to Disney this trip. And he said, Mom, I need more artwork. And I was like, uh, okay, okay. And he's like, I need a picture of Lightning McQueen on my wall. And I was like, oh, oh, okay. I don't know where this came from. I really have no idea where this came from. So you you want a Lightning McQueen piece of, of work on your wall? Yes. Okay. Or with, you know, with his current lisp, he goes, yes. And we're like, okay. Well, well, we'll work on that. And so somehow we've dubbed this now like the cars trip. So now we're going to do everything that we potentially can to make this as as uh, uniquely cars themed as possible. <laughs> so, oh, on the wrong coast for that, though. Yeah, I know. I know. And I, I got to do I, I got to do what I can. I'm doing what I can. So, you know, going to go see the car show. I'm going to try and get him a, a car. He has a couple of cars shirts he's going to wear. I'm even looking at doing some cars themed Christmas shirts for us. So I love it. I love it. I wonder if anybody will have any feelings about something in particular. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't even know. I, have, I can't even recall exactly how we even got on the subject, but I was just so taken aback that he said he did not have enough artwork on his wall so i'm like okay well uh we we will work on that so <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about um one of the other tips uh which really is thinking about your day and you know context to the actual different age groups that you have in your party so one of them really has to do with 
breaks, taking breaks in your day, like bathroom breaks or naps and um, things like that. So, you know, when you have your large group, things take a lot longer. You have to plan for this. Um, When it was just uh, the four adults, we would do a quick bathroom break, like 10 minutes. We're back in line for the next thing. No, does not work like that with two little ones. It's probably a good 20 minutes minimum. And then with our uh, mothers coming with us, you know, again, they have their own needs, their own process, the amount of times maybe that they need breaks, different things like that. And, you know, and we're older, <laughs> so I, we need more breaks. So it's just different now. I specifically remember one at Animal Kingdom last year where it was about a half hour to 40 minute bathroom break because the kids had to go and get, and, you know, they were, one was using, one was using the bathroom, one was, one was still in diapers. So we had to deal with that. And then I think there was a problem with the scooter. Oh, that's right. And then we had a pro and then the kids wanted a snack by the end of that. And while this is all we're all doing, I'm like, at this point, we've been there for like 20 minutes. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to, Dawa's going to open in five minutes. So at this point, I'm just going to get a drink. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah. I feel like that was right about the time when we were, when we were trying to go see the Lion King show. Uh, and then we split up, right? Because of the bathrooms. and this we was, like, I thought this was pretty early in the day. I think it was right after we got off the safari. Oh, maybe that was whenever you got... I think you... Oh, I don't remember now. I remember that you... Did you guys get there before us? We had early entry that day. Yes, yes. We did Navi. And then we all met when right on the safari. And then we did the, we, we did the Gorilla Falls Exploration Trail... And then uh, we took this break before we were trying to figure out what to do. I think we were planning lunch. Where were we going to? And it was a hot day. Where were we going to go to the boneyard? Because I don't think like. And then you know, people were going to do different things at that point. So part of that was that discussion of what we were doing that day. Oh yeah, was part of that break. So it was a long break there. Um, But yeah, so definitely something to think about as you're planning throughout your day, like plan for long, longer breaks than maybe what you had planned for in the past. Yeah. Even without that, you know, 10 people going to the bathroom are not all going to be on the same schedule. So you're going to have a lot more breaks than you would normally think you're going to have. Exactly. Um, Rachel, you want to do the next tip? Sure. I mean, the next thing is is definitely quite a popular subject matter. If you are a mom uh, who plans for Disney trips, I swear there's like so many YouTube videos about this. It's like planning for your stroller and ensuring that your mobility is taken care of for all the people in your group on your trip. Like so for- like for the... For the littles, you know, you got the strollers and you have the stroller packing for the people in the older generation who are not as mobile. You then kind of have to figure out how am I going to get them a scooter or do they need a cane or a walker or something special or unique to kind of help them get through the the very long amounts of walking that is for the day. And so planning for those things also takes time. When you if you're going to rent a, a scooter from Disney um, while convenient, it does take a little bit of time. So you have to plan to get there early so that you get there early to get your first pick of the, of the scooters. Hopefully that have been, That's been true. Uh, they they do, they charged. Do. 
they run out of ECVs if you get there late on business. My my mother, you know, is, uh, you know, is older and has, can't walk around the park all day, just like yours. And well, last time she went, she could not get a scooter because they didn't wrote, they went to a character breakfast before going into the park and they were all gone at the Magic Kingdom by around, by about 10 o'clock. Yep. So yeah, definitely something to think about. I mean, there are alternative solutions for ECVs where you can have uh, rental companies in Orlando drop them off and pick them up from your hotel of choice. Um, The thing about this though, is that you then have to be responsible for the, um, you know, yeah, yeah, the charging of it, but also like the movement of it, if you will, like getting on and off Disney property. If you're staying off property, you need to have a vehicle to be able to like move it and get it there and from. Um, it's but a, it is a significant savings to rent one. That's true for the week for a th- from a third party rather than from Disney daily. That is very I mean, true. significant. Like, and and the other thing to think about too is is the individual who needs the mobility assistance are they capable of you know departing from the ECV depot and walking to the bus stops outside of the parks or to the monorail or to um, your car and the car lot. So, you know, there, there's definitely things to think about in terms of distance and, you know, um, fatigue and, and what, are, what your options are there. And the same goes for renting a stroller. Uh, normally we bring a stroller, but, uh, we're driving and for a longer trip, including like we have to pack for a wedding as well on this trip, we don't really have the space in the car to have the giant stroller and all the bags we need. So we are actually renting a stroller from one of the offsite uh, places for the, for the length of this trip. Uh, so that's something new to, that we're doing, but it's definitely going to be, you know, we have smaller strollers we could bring than our big heavy one, but she's kind of outgrown them. Yeah, and that, that's definitely They don't have the about. storage or nap abilities. Yeah. And the hard plastic ones don't have that either. Yeah, so our our daughter is getting pretty close to 60 pounds. So, you know, and she's not even five yet. So, like, that just goes to show you how big she is. But the the reality is, and I think that this is really common when you get, when your kids get to, like, the 50-plus pound um, kind of, um, um, you know, class in, in terms of, like, moving up into their age group. The pre-K era. Yeah, so, you know, your child might not be using a stroller daily at home. Like, clearly, we don't use a stroller daily. She walks everywhere. But at Disney, your child is probably may want you may want to consider a stroller. You know the amount of walking you do and um, dealing with crowds. I mean, it's definitely something to think about. There are some people who um, feel more comfortable with having strollers uh, up to you know kids that are like 80, 85 pounds. So what's nice about the Stroller rental is that they have all of the weight capacity based uh, strollers that are, you know, for those age groups available for rental, but you may not want to like commit to actually purchasing one because you're not going to use one daily. So that's definitely something that's nice. And plus, if you're, if you're flying, then you don't have to deal with the process of flying with it. You can just have it delivered and then, you know, have it picked up on your last day. So you, Rachel, you were talking a little bit about stroller packing and like preparing for your stroller needs. Yes. So that, but you kind of already started to talk about the fact that knowing what kind of stroller you need for your trip is also important because, uh, 
you know, how many kids are you going to be strolling around? Do you want a single stroller or do you want a double stroller? Or do you want to bring two singles? Like Disney is, it can be very crowded. So if you have two children that are in stroller uh, age range, uh, you may not want to bring that big double stroller that you normally would with both of your kids. Ooh, you may have stroller restrictions too when it comes to yes. size and width. Yes. And so, yeah. So exactly. Like it sometimes is a lot easier to just bring a bunch of single strollers or like you said, rent a uh, rent strollers that you have delivered to your hotel or to your, uh, to your you know, wherever you're staying, um, because there, there, there's just, there's just, you know, restrictions with Disney. Now you can't bring wagons really into the park either. So your option is to either rent something there, uh, on the day that you are at the park or you bring something with you. Right. So planning, planning ahead for what, you know, you want and what is allowed is definitely important because you really don't want to get there and realize that the item you brought is is not allowed into the park. So, you know, because that nobody wants to deal with that. So, uh, but that was kind of what I was talking about. And then, of course, one of the things I was kind of sort of half joking about is that there are a lot of people out there on, that love to talk about um, how they pack their strollers. Uh, and that's just because... There are a lot of things that you bring with you to the theme park. You know, it's it's important to, of course, bring the bare minimum. But if, you know, you know your kids, you know your family, you know your needs. So you make your must-have list and you're going to get it all onto your stroller. And sometimes you just have to figure out new ways to do that with like extra side satchel bags that are on the side of your of your stroller. You have your little caddy, of course. Um, or, or if you need to have a special stroller that, that, that folds up a certain way, then you, you have to get, you know, you bring something different. So it's just planning ahead and being prepared because you really don't want to, like I said, get stuck there with your kids. And then suddenly you now can't do what you want to do to be, enjoy your, your trip. So. All right. I think these next two are kind of go hand in hand, but they're also kind of saying the opposite things. Uh, one is getting a large room. You're going to, to save yourself some money. You might want to stay offsite. There are some great vacation home rentals in the area and, uh, you know, travel agents can help you with those as well. Uh, there's some great themed houses out there. They're not going to be the same price as an all-star room, but they're going to be cheaper than getting, five or six rooms a lot of the time. Uh, and But you're going to be off property. You're going to be paying for parking. You're going to be paying for multiple cars parking. So you do have to weigh that when you consider these things. But if you're not going to the parks every day, a lot of these vacation homes have private pools, full gourmet kitchens. Like Some of them have like arcades built into the house to keep the kids busy. So if you're really looking for a vacation where Disney is just part of it, those might be something to consider. Now, if you want to stay on property, uh, you know, DVC rooms are available for people to pay cash. Uh, and while we can't help you with this as travel agents, you know, sometimes you might want to look at renting DVC points. I don't think it's quite as uh, much of a savings as it used to be because a few companies have kind of cornered the market a little bit more. And I think that dr and 
people learning about this has driven up the price of these rentals. Uh, but you can still save over paying out of pocket to Disney with renting those points. So those are your ways to get the bigger accommodations because there's very few suites available at Disney. Now, like uh, Art of Animation and All-Star Movies do have a significant number of family suites. Now, I they're not going to be the kind of suites you think with a full kitchen or anything like that. They'll sleep up to six. Uh, but this goes into the next point I was going to make is it's often cheaper to just get the separate rooms. Two all-star rooms are the same price and give you the two bathrooms and have more beds than renting one of those suites at all-star music. Almost universally going to be a good percentage cheaper. So you're not if you're not getting the kitchen, look into something like look into getting separate rooms. And that way people can kind of come and go and get their space where, you know, not everybody's cramming into, you know, sleeping on a couch where you you can't get away from everybody. So they're, they're kind of opposite things. It's like, yes, look at these large accommodations or some families are better off just getting a bunch of smaller regular rooms. Yeah. I feel like we've done trips before, I think particularly the, our trips to California, I feel like we've done the circumstance where we had two separate rooms. Um, they weren't even adjoining, but they were in the same hallway. Uh, and that, that worked out okay. Um, and then I feel like we also did the the suite. We did like a large family suite yeah. with a living room and a kitchen. And I guess if I were to really think about it, I probably enjoyed the um i think it really just like really depends on where you're going to stay right i think personally i preferred having the larger suite with the kitchen and so if you can swing something like that in your budget you can certainly make that happen but we sacrificed by being farther away from where we from the places that we wanted to be while we were in california so Having a more comfortable location for the time that you're going to be in the hotel for me was better than, you know, needing to be closer to the venues that we needed to be at. And then, uh, you know, versus being at a hotel that maybe had like a better pool. So you really just kind of have to weigh in what's important to you. Um, because if I really were to think about it, We've never done those house rentals before in Orlando, but those themed houses look so cool. I mean, I really recommend people just exploring your options before you really kind of make your, you know, make a decision for large groups of people because getting getting multiple rooms, that's a great option. Absolutely, it's a great option for families in particular to have a bunch of rooms. You can sometimes get them adjoining and you can sometimes, like I said, get them in like the same hallways. Sometimes you don't really know what you're going to be able to get until you get to the resort. Sometimes you actually can do guarantees where you do guarantee joined rooms. They uh, usually only guarantee those if it's parents with children. That's yes. the only time they will ever make sure that happens. Um and not every room is adjoining. And, you know, there's, and if you 
request it. They'll they'll always try, mm-hmm. and they are always very good at trying, but it's just not always available. I was gonna say one of my what I was one of the best advantages to those small doing smaller separate rooms is if your family you know if someone wants to flake out or can't make it. You're everybody's paying can be paying for their own thing if you're doing it that way, and you don't have and you're not stuck on the hook for paying somebody else's share or forcing them to pay their share of one of these houses. And as I was saying, some of these houses are 10, 12 bedrooms, and at that point, you might you might need like six cars. And now that that's 200 almost 200 bucks a day in parking to get to the parks. So, are you really saving that much doing those houses? You have to consider that yeah. when weighing. And especially if you also have to throw in car rentals and things like yeah. that. Uh, one other thing that we were talking about earlier, which I, th- I thought we should touch just briefly on, was about planning ahead. And we should probably mention like how long ago we decided we were going to do this uh, Thanksgiving Disney family trip. I think this is it's, the earliest we've ever it, planned one. I, no, it's been like a year and a half. That's what the yeah, early, yeah. yeah, Yes, it's been at least a year and a half that we've been talking about this trip. <laughs> I think <laughs> so, we were all sitting around last thing. Was it even my, was it last thing? It was last summer. Yeah. And we were talking about. Uh, that we've done, you know, Rachel's been in the parks for Christmas. We've been in the parks for New Year's. This is the one day that none of us yeah. have ever been in the parks. Yeah, like some of us, I think, had been around like the 4th of July time period. Oh we've my done God. a trip together oh on gosh. the 4th of July. So hot. Uh, we've been on Martin Luther King uh, MLK weekend in January so many times. <laughs> Labor <laughs> Day. Labor Day. Um, Easter you know, week. Easter yeah. week, yes. Been there for Easter week. Um such a nice time Easter. We've been there during Mardi Gras, but none, none of us have ever been there. And obviously tons of Halloween trips. I mean, that's like our favorite time to go clearly, but we never did the time between Halloween and, and Christmas. So just well, never, you know, we've done the time, but we've done that early December, but we've never actually been there for Thanksgiving. Yeah. I've worked that weekend when I worked in the parks, but I never actually worked a Thanksgiving day. Cause I just never work Thursdays in general. I would, uh, the way my schedules were. Um, I think in some ways, the big reason why this particular day of the year was something that never crossed our mind to do a Disney trip was because as a family, this is probably the day that means like, it's like, I mean, it's my, I don't know about you guys, but it's definitely my favorite holiday of the year. And I think, you know, we as a family have a ton of family traditions that are really designated for this day (laughs) Um, that, you know, just these are just things that became really important to us. So I think we would never, you know, want to cross the sanctity of our favorite holiday with our with Disney. So for whatever reason, though, we, it, it just made sense. We decided to go ahead and try it out. And I'm, I have to say, I'm so excited to be in a park on Thanksgiving Day. Same. Same. <laughs> I, I absolutely I, I am absolutely uh, uh, tickled. Sorry, I have like no words. It's been a long day, guys. I am tickled pink by the excitement of being in the theme park on thanksgiving day because i have no idea what's going to happen there are really not that many videos out there of people being inside a theme park uh on thanksgiving day and i don't know why i've tried searching it's as if people didn't like the vloggers just didn't go to the parks on thanksgiving day i i don't understand that well we'll see what happens i will be i will be fair i'm uh you know i don't expect personally that there's going to be this huge thanksgiving related fanfare i think it's going to be very like christmasy holiday feeling 
um, since they are already going to have all of the seasonal uh, things kind of going. It is the first week of most of the Christmas Mm -hmm. events, particularly at Epcot with Mm -hmm. the festival of the holidays starts the day we arrive. Exactly. So um, I do expect it to be extremely busy. Um, Oh yes. It's going to be crazy. Should we we do family shirts for Thanksgiving? That's it, Ron. We're uh, we're definitely going to. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're, know, we're cold enough. That's <laughs> the other thing. We don't know what the weather's going to be. Yeah, that's true. Well, we're we're definitely going to have to all put on our patient pants uh, for this trip, just because. Yes, I do believe it is going to be very crowded. Um, <laughs> and you know me, I'm always up for for family family t-shirts. So <laughs> I, won't, I won't say no for family shirts, but I also don't assume that anybody else wants to partake in my family t-shirts. Well, uh, I think that's going to wrap it up except for one. And I would say this is the most important and it applies to every trip, but even more so with these large trips is be flexible. Oh yes. Your plans are going to change. Yes. The more people you have, the more likely you're going to run into some sort of problem where you need to adapt. So don't be rigid in your plans. As we were just saying, like we don't know what's going to happen on Thanksgiving, but if we were with three or four people, it would be a lot easier to navigate that. So you just have to be as flexible as possible. The more people you get. Uh, And if you can't get that reservation, you want have backup. So I think we had, three restaurants listed yep. for every day we were trying to get. We got yeah. our first or second choice on almost all of them. We had backups for our backups. Uh, but a lot of that was we had to split up tables with a party of four and a party of five or two fours. Uh, and then eventually we're just like, you know what? We don't know where we're going to work. Nobody wants to eat at the same restaurant on our Epcot day. Because <laughs> there's so many options at Epcot. Um, but yeah, and, and honestly, you know, above all, just have fun like we don't say this enough on this show but like the reason why you're going to disney is to have a good time don't just just let the good good let the good times roll like don't get bogged down by the changes and the things that aren't going your way i mean you're at disney you're at one of you're at the happiest celebration on earth or universal you know which is i mean phenomenally awesome as well they don't really have a tagline like that, do they? I guess not. Is there, Do they have a thing? Is it still ride the movies? I don't even know anymore. <laughs> but either way, I mean, you're 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 there to have a blast. Even like when your your toddler is tantruming and your mom is complaining of, about the heat, you're still having a good time. <laughs> now, if you guys want any help planning your family trip, because it can be overwhelming, please give our uh, travel agent sponsor. Tomorrowland Travel Authority Vacations. Uh, let them know. It's ctavacations at gmail.com. The three of us are the agents for that agency. So if one of us will be more than happy to help you uh, plan that or any kind of vacation. Uh, you know, we know these parks in and out. So we uh, please don't hesitate. We don't charge a fee. Uh, we get paid by uh, Disney and Universal, not by not by you. So... Yeah. That's it. Uh, thank you guys for listening to this episode of Mouse Birds. Uh, on behalf of my co hosts, uh, Rachel and Laurel, have a good night. Have a good night. See you real soon. <laughs> <laughs>